And the psalmist said, thanks guys. You stay for a bit, Josh. The psalmist said in Psalm 34, verse 1, you can turn there with me. Maybe we have the lights on. Thank you. just want to sit here. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will be continually in my mouth. Yeah. And he's bringing a demonstration this morning that his praise will be continually in our mouths. And even right now where we don't stop or we start, we don't start and stop, you know, put a comma in and a full stop. We, we continually praise the Lord. Yeah. He, by his grace, we enter into this momentum of praise. Continual praise. The psalmist said, his praise will be continually in my mouth. Turn to someone and say, continually. Continually, hallelujah. You know, in, in this psalm, this is where the, David was, was pretending to be insane <laughs> uh, in the front of Abimelech. So he'd be released, yeah. He said, oh, his praise will you know, be continually in our mouths. And you know what? Sometimes we can seem insane to people when we are praising God in the midst. Amen? He prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. And we are actually called to praise Him in the midst. That God would arise and His enemies would scatter. And that's what's happened this morning. Amen. But where did God arise on the inside of His church? Amen. That's what He says. He's calling us to arise and shine. Amen. Hallelujah. Arise and shine from the prostration in which circumstances have kept us and rise to newness of life. He has given us newness of life. Amen. Hallelujah. And He's saying rise to it. Rise up into it. Bless the Lord. It's an abiding place. Amen. That we would live in praise and worship to Him. That our lives become a, a sacrifice of worship. Yeah. That we would become, Romans 12 verse 1, we would be living sacrifices. Amen. That we would bring our whole self. What does that mean? Our whole life. And even with this word this morning, there's a grace to enter into this place. It's not just a word for you to hear, but it's a word for you to embrace and take on as a way of life. Someone say a way of life. Hallelujah. In continual praise that our, our lives are a worship unto God. You see, our, life, our worship isn't a song. It could be a song that's actually in, in a response to hearing Him. In a response to his goodness, he'll put, he'll place a song in our heart. Yeah? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. In Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, you see, these words need to activate praise on the inside of us. When he speaks to us, praise breaks forth through hearing his word. You see, there's no true praise without the word of God. Hallelujah. All praise has its roots in the word. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Father. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. The path that He is directing us in this morning is a pathway of praise and worship unto Him. And what He's saying is act on the knowledge that you have of Him. There is knowledge being released right now. Right? But it's not just words. It's actually an invitation for experiential knowledge of the goodness of God. Experiential knowledge of His Word. Hallelujah. Act that we would act on the knowledge that we have of Him. You see, our actions, even in praise this morning, our actions are the evidence of the knowledge that we have of Him. Praise is the evidence of our trust in Him. You see, when you can praise God in the midst of turmoil, when you can praise God in the midst of circumstances, it's the evidence of how much trust you have in Him. And He loves that. Amen? That we would praise Him and worship Him in the midst of our enemies. Bless the Lord. Doesn't that put egg on the enemy's face? Amen? Hallelujah. That we would praise our God in the midst of whatever is going on. You know, and what what I'm looking forward to is the day when the word is released and you just can't help yourself but to respond in a voice of praise. You can't sit in your seat any longer. You have to stand up and praise God as that word is brought with revelation, amen, of the knowledge of Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, there's tremendous power in our praises. The Bible tells us He inhabits our praises. Man, you know, when you praise God, He inhabits your praises. So what happens when you begin to praise God? You are inviting Him. You are inviting Him into your your now. You are making way. You are preparing the way for a visitation. I said you are preparing the way for a visitation. Oh, come on. Hey, doesn't that make you want to praise God? (laughs) He inhabits the praises of His people. So therefore, my praises prepare the way for a visitation from God in my life, in my home, in my workplace, in my family, in my church, wherever I am, my praises make way for a visitation. But as I continually praise Him, as His words, are, that, that praise is always in my mouth, I actually make way not only for a visitation, but for habitation. Ah. Psalm 35 verse 18, I will give praise in the great assembly. In the great assembly. I will praise you among the mighty throng. Wherever I am, I will praise you. Amen. And make way for a visitation. Bless the Lord. Psalm 8 verse 2. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies so that you you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Oh, glory to God. 
Is anyone having trouble in the night watches? Is anyone ha- having the enemy, you know, like the, the terror? Anyone experience terror in the night watches? Anyone experience the enemy speaking to it? Your praises silence him. I said, your praises silence him. You see, we can ask God to save, to, to, to silence him. He's saying, your praises are what silences the enemy. Hallelujah. You can be the, in, in the midst of a turmoil, in the midst of circumstances and start praising God and it shuts his mouth. Who's going to silence him? Someone say, I am. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the enemy is going to contend for every word that God speaks to you. Yeah. And the way he'll contend for it is to bring circumstances your way. That try and bring enough proof to you to stop you believing that he has spoken to you. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Yeah, it's a good word. <laughs> you know, when he comes to attack your family, he will come in that way. Well, okay, so I'm, 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 I'm going to, uh, you know, like uh, relationships. He'll come at relationships and, 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 and uh, particularly family because he knows where our Achilles heel is. But, you know... When, when he has spoken, praise springs forth. Is that right? And, and, and in, you'll see in Joshua 24, verse 15, he said, the word says, As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So no matter what's going on right now, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Amen. If our children are gone astray, there's stuff happening, whatever, everything looks. But I've, as for, God has spoken. Someone say, God has spoken. God has spoken to me and what happens is praise comes forth and His Word, we begin to give His Word, send His Word back to Him in praise. He's spoken. And as for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. Turn to someone and say that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Someone needs to say that again. As for me... And my household, we shall serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Have you heard God say that? Some are hearing God say that this morning. Would you stand up if you've heard God say that this morning? Because, you know, you can hear it, but you can hear it. Just stand up if you've heard Him say it. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Let it be a day where you've you've taken that, where you've heard that. You've heard that with the ears of your heart. Because we can hear it with our natural ears, but God wants us to hear it with the ears of our heart. And some would wish that they were standing up right now because they haven't heard it yet from the ears of their heart. But God is saying, if you take this word, and I'm speaking, if you take this word and you pray into it and you worship God and you thank Him that this promise is yours now, Amen. You can start responding to your family as if it had already taken place. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you just by standing and lift your hand and just receive it. 
Spirit of wisdom and revelation, just breathe on this word right now. As for us and our households, we shall serve the Lord because your faithfulness endures to a thousand generations. Amen. Why don't you give it up for the Lord and just receive that promise right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. He was talking about perfecting praise, you know, with children, out of the mouth of babes. He, he, he perfects praise. If babies can praise God, I can praise them. Have you seen our babies praising God? Babies praise God. Amen. Their spirits are as alive to God as ours are. Hallelujah. Passion translation of Psalm 8 verse 2 says, You have built a stronghold by the songs of children. Someone says, does my praise build a stronghold? Yes. Because he wants us to come as children. Yeah? You see, it's not complicated. If he can speak to children, he can speak to us. And he wants us to come. You know, the kingdom of heaven belongs to children. You have built a stronghold by the songs of children. The Lord has a stronghold of me. And I sense His strength. I sense His, His protection. I feel safe as I praise Him. There's a stronghold. I feel held by God. Amen? Glory to God. Strength rises up with the chorus of infants. You know, I love even a couple of weeks ago when everything got stripped back. Everything was stripped back in here. We had no sound. We had no, no whatever. But we had him. Yeah? Stripped right back. Yeah? Simple praise songs. You see, strength rises up with the chorus of infants. If we just come to him and believe that our father is who he says that he is. If we, as we praise Him out of that place of total trust, a child has such trust. <laughs> I was talking to, I think it was um, Carl's experience with, with Matilda this week in swimming. Now, she, 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 when she jumps in the pool, she knows that she's safe because he's in the pool waiting for her to jump in. A child knowing that they're safe because their father's there. Yeah? That's what he wants our response in praise to be like with him. Hallelujah. This kind of praise has the power to shut Satan's mouth. Who'd like to shut his mouth? Yeah? Praise shuts his mouth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. What an incredible invitation we have this morning. A door of utterance. God has, you know, Paul said, pray that effective doors of utterance would be opened unto me. And we've been praying for effective doors of utterance to open. What is that effective door? The hearts. 
that God would open our hearts that we would hear and enter into a lifestyle of praise and silence the enemy. Silence him. Shut him down. I know there's people in here that have been having dreams in the night watches, you know, and, and, and not good dreams. That are having thoughts day in and day out and thoughts that are not good. Thoughts that don't bring uh, hope in, in the outcome that you got in your life that you're looking for. The enemy is continually bringing those things. What he's saying to us today is that if you begin to praise him, you will shut his mouth. When you begin to worship him, you will shut his mouth. Amen. I think I've, I used this example the other day. I'll use it again because it's coming to me now. So it, it's like when in darkness where cockroaches breed and you turn the light on and they just scatter. Why? Because God's arise. God arises. Amen. God's arising and His enemies are scattering. And God arises in the places of His people. Hallelujah. He arises in the midst of the congregation as we bring ourselves to God and we worship God. We don't wait for the, the worship guys to lead, which they do an amazing job. And yes, they lead us in and we need that sometimes because there's all so much stuff going on in our head. But we come in here in an attitude of praise and woo, we're hallelujah. We're there with the first utterance of our praise. Amen. Where are we? We're free. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. You doing okay? This is fun. I love this. Herein lies the answer, but it's a doer of the word that's blessed, not a hearer only. You know, if we take a hold of this word, you might not be feeling it. You know, we live in that, don't we? You know, we tend to live in our senses. And if we feel like it, we'll praise God. Don't feel like it now. You know, when you don't feel like it, then's the time to start praising God. Then's the time to buy faith, bring a sacrifice of praise. And you will find yourself in a place where you cannot stop praising Him. And, and, and you will find yourself in a place where you, I'm prophesying this over you, where that you will not have to search for things to praise Him for. You just can't stop finding things to praise Him for. Amen. Hallelujah. I just see ropes and I see ropes being cut off people's lives as they begin to praise Him. You know, I see things being being just broken off as you begin to praise God, as you enter into this place, as you enter into this lifestyle of praise. Stuff is going to be broken off your life that you never knew had a hold of you. You know, because we can think we're free, but we can experience freedom that we never knew we needed to experience. Because life has become just a norm to us to be actually held in bondage in areas that we never, never realised that we were in bondage to. Did that make sense? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time. I said it's time. Amen. It's time. I, I, there's stuff breaking off all over the place. If you just say yes and amen, that's all you've got to do is come into agreement with what God's Word is saying to you. Bless the Lord. It's time. It's time to have a really, really, really merry Christmas. Hallelujah. Joy to the world because the Saviour has come. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a good word. Thank you, God. 
Thank you, Father. Psalm 103, we know it well, but let's get it deep into our spirits, guys, where we begin to speak to our soul and say, soul, you bless the Lord. That our spirit, our true, our spirit man, our real man, the born-again spirit man, begins to take authority over this, this here. Point to this. Warn this that you're taking authority over it. Yeah, come on. And this flesh. Say, I'm taking authority over you. Amen. Come on. Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul. My mind, my will, my intellect. And all that is deepest within me. Bless His holy name. You know, we need to speak to ourselves when we rise up in the morning, if we're awake in the night watches and things are going on in our head, let's begin to say, you bless the Lord, soul. You bless the Lord. Amen. You gratefully and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not. You know what? If you're not a happy soul, if you're not full of joy, you're forgetting the benefits of God. Amen. He's forgiven every one of your sins, all of your iniquities. Now here, catch this one. Who healed and heals each one of all your diseases, every one of them. Amen. Who redeems your life from the pit of, dis of, of corruption. He's reminding himself, look what the Lord has done. If you will celebrate what He has done, you will find yourself standing in what He has done. Who beautifies, dignifies and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. You know, we are wearing a crown of loving kindness and tender mercy. He goes on, he says, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed as the eagle, strong, overcoming and soaring. Amen. He's satisfying your mouth. He's saying, what should you be doing, mouth? He said, I'm satisfying you with something to praise God with and for. That's what your mouth's for. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Something happens when you praise God. Turn to someone and say, powerful things happen when you praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Listen, this is really good news. Something happens at your place when you praise God. Something happens at your place when you praise God. Something happens in your home when you fill your home with praise. You have a visitation. And because you continue to praise Him, you become a habitation. Oh, hallelujah. Something happens in the congregation when we praise God. <laughs> oh, I think I'm having a better time than all of you this morning. Thank you, Father. When we praise Him, we are preparing the way. For that visitation. 
My, my praise prepares the way for the Lord to visit me. Look, I know he's in us. I know he'll never leave us or forsake us, but there's a continuing sense with all these things. There's always, and you'll hear me repeat it again, there always is a was context, there is always an is context, and there is always an is to come context in the Word of God because he was and he is and he is to come. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My voice prepares the way. For the Lord to visit me. Romans 4 tells us that we are to walk in the footsteps of Father Abraham, the father of all believers. Amen. The scriptures call him the father of us all, the father of all believers. That means that we to walk in his steps. Take, take notice of what he did. What did he do? Let's have a look in Romans 4, verse 19. He didn't weaken in faith. He'd heard the word of the Lord and he didn't weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body, of his circumstances, which was as good as dead because he was about 100 years old. Or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's deadened womb. No unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtingly question concerning the promise of God. Why? Because he had heard from God. He had heard from God. He had been persuaded. God had persuaded him when he spoke to him. Yeah? But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Fully satisfied. King James Version says, fully persuaded and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word to do what he had promised. He's saying, follow these footsteps. He's the father. He's the father of faith. Follow what he did. What did he do? He heard the word. And what he did was he stepped into this place where he gave him glory and he gave him praise. And his, that, that, that worship, that praise that he gave him empowered his faith. It kept his faith alive because he was thanking him for what he had, not what he was going to have. Amen? Glory to God. This is the way he became fully satisfied. Who needs to become fully satisfied? That the promises that God has spoken into your heart. Amen? Are, are a given. Well, this is the way. This is the way. He was, he, he, <laughs> he was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. What was he doing? He was bringing that word back to him, reminding God of the promise of the Son. Amen? Reminding God continually of the promise. And why? How? By thanking him for it thanking him that he spoke to him it not only kept the promise of alive but it empowered the promise bless the Lord faith entered Abraham's heart when he heard God speak he heard him say you were the father of many nations you know he remained strong and was empowered by the words God spoke to him by giving him praise and glory and this is the way he became fully satisfied. He was 75 years of age when God gave him this promise and it was 25 years until he actually stood in the fulfilment of it. Ha 
How did he keep himself empowered by faith? Yeah, he went straight. He tried to give God a hand, as you do, as you have. Come on, fess up. Of course you have. But he kept on praising God. And his faith was empowered through that praise. 25 years. You know, God's breathing on some things that you heard 25 years ago. I know he's breathing on things that I heard 25 years ago. And sometimes we can doubt that we ever heard from God. But you know, there's some wonderful things that are actually developing as we wait. God develops and we grow up. Amen. We mature. You know, the, the... the world is craving and yearning for the manifestation of the sons of God. And the sons of God in the Greek text there are actually, it's called the mature ones. You know, when you have to walk through some stuff, it tends to mature you. Amen? He's waiting for us to stand and continue to stand. You know, what Jesus is looking for when he comes back is faith. He says, will I find faith when I return? I want to please God. It's faith that you please God with. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Sometimes when things are tough, God may just be asking us to take that one step of faith. I know I'm speaking to people today and begin to praise Him like you already had it. Like it was already so. Begin to praise Him and thank Him for it. Just because He's spoken. Just because he said it to you and you know that he is trustworthy. He is worthy of our trust. When we hear him speak, we can trust him. We can take it to the bank. That's the the attitude that he wants us to carry. If I've heard him speak, right? If I've heard him speak, that settles it. Amen? This is the way we are called to walk. The just shall live by faith. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. We see in this scripture here in Romans 4 that it wasn't only written for Abraham, but also written for all of us, every one of us who believe in Jesus. Turn to someone and say, that's me. I'm a believer. Amen. Hallelujah. In Romans 4, 17, it says, God gives life to the dead and cause those things that be not as though they were. One step of faith is that you begin to call things that be not as though they were. Amen. That's agreeing with God. You know, when you worship God, you are actually calling things that be not as though they were. When you worship God in the midst of trials and and stuff, you are actually calling things that be not as though they were in your heart. Because your heart is positioned in a place of worship and that means I'm thanking you for it. I can't see it, but I'm thanking you for it. And so as far as I'm concerned, I already have it. That's a position of calling things that be not as though they were. That's actually an action of calling things that be not as though they were. Bless the Lord. That's why Abimelech was confused when David was, 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 was praising God and, and, and so on, wouldn't be silenced. In the presence of his enemies. That'll send, send the enemy into confusion. When you praise him in the midst, someone needs to stand up and give a huge big hallelujah with that word. 
Hallelujah. See, what happens is missed opportunities. Don't miss your opportunities. Don't miss your opportunity. Hallelujah. Every word that comes that resonates in your spirit and you get a yes on the inside, don't miss your opportunity to praise God. Amen. Don't worry if somebody sitting next to you thinks you're nuts. That's okay. It doesn't matter. They won't think you're crazy when they see the outcome of what just happened. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes God will tell you things and, and you have absolutely no evidence that it exists. The only evidence that you will have is the Word of God. But faith is the, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen. It's the only proof is that you've heard from God. It's amazing when you hear from God. Yeah. The times that I've heard from God and people have thought I'm nuts. And you say, whoa, so I heard he said it's ours. So just go and get it. Come on. You ready? Are you ready to go and get it? Bless the Lord. You'll get it with your praise and worship. Thank you, Father. Your position of praise is calling things that do not exist as though they already did. Bless the Lord. Without hearing from God, we have nothing to offer back to Him in praise. So He's asking us to agree with it and call it in as if it already existed. He's committed Himself by His own declaration to watch over what He says to bring it to pass. And so what happens is faith becomes my rest. I just begin to praise God. I'm no longer striving for what He has promised me. It's mine because He said it's mine. And so I'm going to thank Him for it. Come on, church. This is the way the church is meant to live. This is our lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of faith. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. I'll just finish with this. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I will. Thank you, God. So the woman at the well in John 4, Jesus had spoken to her a word of knowledge about her life. He'd read her mail. We would talk, we would say he had read her mail. And so and we'll pick it up at verse 19 where he says, The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will, neither, you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You will worship what you do not know. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is. Someone say, and now is. When the truth, someone says, when, now, when is now? I was sharing with some friends the other night. You know when now is? Because you can read these scriptures and say, well, when's now? Now is when you believe it's now. 
You know, we see in Luke 4, 18, where it says, this is the day where free favor from God profusely abounds. And I remember asking the Lord, Lord what, what day? This is, you know, written a long time ago. He said, Kim, it's that day when you believe that it's that day. That's why the word was and is and is to come. When you believe it is, when you believe it, it becomes your now. It becomes this is the day. This is the day. Oh, come on. Someone agree. This is the day. This, someone say, this is the day. Come on. He says, now, it now is. Now, when you believe it's now, when it becomes your now, when you take that now as your own, someone needs to say now. Come on, now. Oh, hallelujah. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Not yesterday's, not tomorrow's. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God says, I'm waiting for some nows. Come on. Preach it. Hey, where am I? I'm in now. Bless the Lord. Verse 23. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Why? So He can do something now. God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Your spirit rejoices when you hear the truth. The devil wants you to look at the position or place that you are in at the time in the natural. But he said, don't worship from that natural place. Don't worry about the mountain. Don't worry about Jerusalem. Praise him from a position of now. It's already done now. Worship him from that place. Don't worry about where you are geographically when you hear the word. Worship him now. And don't stop worshiping him. And when you worship Him, you'll become so empowered by faith that as far as you're concerned, it already is the way you were hoping it would be. And you'll begin to call it to yourself. Don't start whinging and complaining because you're calling the cat when you want the dog. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That position of calling those things that be not as though they were where my heart is positioned. As far as I'm concerned, God said it and that's all there is. He's looking for that. Thank you, Father. You take the Word of God. You take it for your finances. You take it for your healing. You begin to take it for your finances. The windows of heaven have opened up over my life and He's pouring out a blessing that I cannot contain, which means I've got to give it away. He's providing seed and He's providing bread bread hallelujah thank you father you begin to declare all favor and earthly blessing is coming to me in abundance all his grace is abounding towards me i have sufficiency in all things my god supplies all my needs according to his riches in heaven hallelujah thank you father you don't have to perform he will perform it for you hallelujah thank you father i'm calling it to me I'm speaking the word. I'm calling it. I'm calling it in. There's blessing. Someone say there's blessing coming my way. Come on. Hey, someone say there's healing come my way. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. Someone say provision is coming my way. Come on. 
Thank you, Father. You know, when you call these blessings, the angels will hear you. They'll hearken to the voice of the Lord and they will pick up your blessing and they will deliver it to you. Full speed. Come on. They hearken to the voice of the Lord. Wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. I had a miracle happen. I ordered one of my grandkids' presents and went in and ordered it and, and paid for it. And, and uh, they said, oh, we'll be glad. You, you'll be very, very lucky to have this before Christmas. I ordered it at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and it arrived on my doorstep at 10 o'clock the next morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because I spoke when they said it, I will have, I will have that on time for Christmas. Who's got a package when they've ordered it at 2 o'clock and it ends up at 10, 10 o'clock the next morning? Oh, come on. How many of you are waiting for stuff to arrive for Christmas? Is anybody? I've got all mine now. Is anyone waiting? Well, call it in. Hallelujah. I'm not doing it for you. Call it in. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Be purposeful. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. If you're going to keep on calling back and, you know, you, I can't worship God. I'm in such lack and I'm so miserable. Oh, Lord, I'm so unhappy. How am I supposed to work? go to His Word? His Word is full of promises. You'll find there where He's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. He hasn't held anything back. It all belongs to you. Begin to praise Him for it as if you already had it. And guess what? It'll turn up on your doorstep the next morning at 10 o'clock, maybe even earlier. Bless the Lord. Why don't you stand up and give it up for Jesus because he is so good. Come on, begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Allow your praise to call forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. You have given us everything. We need the worship team up, please. You have given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Lord, we have no lack. We are lacking no good thing. Hallelujah. The only thing we lack are the bad things. We are a body who lacks sickness, disease, and, and we, lack, we, we lack poverty. Amen. He satisfies our mouth with good things so that we start to call in the good things. You know, there's a blessing in our, there's a blessing that's being offered and a blessing that's being, that's just being released in the atmosphere today that is already released, but the revelation of it and the activation of it has been released. Now, you know, like, you know, it's amazing to me that sometimes you can be in a meeting like this and walk out and the minute you walk out, you're hearing a conversation of doubt and unbelief and you just scratch your head and say, were you in the same meeting I was just in? I mean, were you there then? Did you just hear what I heard then? Can I ask you guys to encourage one another? If somebody, if somebody says that to you here, this is what, how grown-ups act. Did you just hear what was just said? Do you actually want to happen what you just heard could happen if you begin to praise Him? I mean, why don't we act like fathers and mothers here in this church? Well, we help others snap out of it when they start to go straight back into the old narrative of whinging and complaining and criticising and start to encourage one another, not in a judgmental way. We love one another. I actually want you to walk in 
the reason I'm saying this is because I love you and I want you to walk in this. I want to walk in it. I want us to be so, you know, the Lord says, as you see the evil day coming, gather together even more and encourage one another. But we encourage one another to be doers of the word and hear it, not hearers only. Why? Because we want to experience the blessing that's now being offered by the word that has just been spoken. And the word that's been spoken has been spoken, so it will be spoken. So it will be spoken. The word is given to be spoken so that you can have the fruit of it in your life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those that use it will eat the fruit thereof. Get around the tables together. You know, in the book of Acts, they got around the tables daily and they broke the bread. They broke the word that the apostle spoke to them. I want to encourage you to I will actually, I will actually, um, this is going to challenge you. Are you hearing the word that's coming out in this church? Are you making sure that you are tracking with us when you cannot be here? Because this is the word that God has for you. You know, so many of you can quote every other word and podcast that you listen to all week, but you don't know what's happening in your own home and your own home is cooking the stuff that you need to hear. Why? Because by commitment and by community and by family, it is for you. 